This is Living Connected, and we are your hosts, Katie and Adina. We have Adina Barlow with us again this week, and we're going to take you through a somatic dialogue surrounding my car accident. We mentioned this method or tool to help us process trauma in the last episode. I am watching Atlas of the Heart on HBO with Brene Brown, and she was saying from the research that when you get physically hurt, like a cut on the hand or a burn by a fire, the pain receptors or centers that light up in our brain are exactly the same pain centers that light up when we feel excluded, rejected, isolated, shame. So emotional pain in the brain shows up in the same ways as physical pain does. That just blew my mind. I'm going to take you through a bit of the accident So at the end of February, I was heading home to see my dad, and it was a beautiful sunny day, and I drive over a pass where it can be snowy or icy. This day was clear as can be, just as I passed Willamette Pass Ski Resort, maybe a couple miles after, I saw a car, which was quite a ways away, and noticed that they you know, slow down, put on their brakes, and it kind of, from what I can remember, drifted to the side a little, like to the right, and there was this patch of what, you know, looked like gravel or dirt, because, you know, when you have ice people, they put down rock, and that's what it looked like. All the other parts of the roads were very, very clear. So the moment that I let off, I was like, I'll do the same. I let off the gas, and tapped on my brakes and before you know it just my car started erratically like the back part just was like fishtailing and then all of a sudden then the front end started to like drastically like turn one way and then turn the other and I tried to keep the steering wheel pretty steady though you know when it says you know they say to you know go into the turn well I did very lightly on the steering wheel and went to one side and then I go to the other side and I just I didn't have much control and I don't even I think I even let off my hands at some point was like oh my god I mean I was I tried to stay calm but I also was freaking out and maybe the last time that I had turned the steering wheel just a little you know to the left where my car just took a 90 degree jackknife turn right into um, an oncoming truck and I hit his like back wheel and the truck was hauling like a two three car trailer and I just I'm just I saw impact and then like my moment in my brain I thought okay this is happening I'm dead and then there was like a part of me that just You know how when people say, oh, relax, like sometimes if you're relaxed, you know, you won't be so injured. But I like before I knew it, like I I hit and then I don't even remember hearing the airbags go off. But I heard like the initial hit and like things and I blacked out and I'm not quite sure. I felt as though I was kind of like in a daze, but I remember like spinning around and things I kept thinking like were flying everywhere and um, I 
if I remember right, it's so fuzzy that I had like both hands. I remember like if I like just like scrunched up my arms and my fists because I remember also like my forearms were like super tired as if you like worked out or rock climbed, like where your forearms were like super tired. So I was like gripping for life. And I, when I had stopped, I remember smoke coming from the airbag. And then I remember some car going around me and like looking in and I thought, what the hell? And I remembered also like this really terrible smell. And I don't know if it was the airbag or not, but I guess the airbag smells, but it was awful. And it felt like that like dust or that smell was everywhere on everything. And so I had, um, and while I was like spinning and had blacked out the, my passenger door must have flown open because everything that was sitting in my passenger seat had like was disappeared, was gone. So everything, my bag with my computer in it, just all just flew out of my car. But then when I stopped, the door had must have closed shut. So there was this guy who, opened the door which later he responded in a text tell me telling me that he was actually pretty terrified to see whether or not what I would have looked like when he opened the door and I don't blame him one bit I probably would feel the same so he opened the door he looked right at me and I looked right at him and I just was like I didn't even know what to say I was like stuttering he said I'm here are you okay are you hurting and all I could say is like I am scared I'm scared um, I was even scared to like look at my body. Ugh. So yeah, I, I don't even remember taking off my seatbelt though. Like later I looked at it and was like, did I take my seatbelt off? Did it break off? You know, and like just another thing that's like, holy shit, I'm like alive from all of this. And then I had another, um, another woman, she came up to my side of the window and my door had been open and she's like, you're going to be okay. And she, the one who initially came up to my window, she stayed the entire time. And then the person who opened um, the passenger door, he got me out of the car and took me over to his car so I could sit down. And I'm not kidding. Like there was so much adrenaline like rushing through my body. I couldn't sit down and I was worried like and I was like, oh my God, my computers. I had both my computers in my bag and I just... Oh, my eye is even twitching right now, even just thinking about it. Um, and then so um, I sat down in Sam's car. He got me some water. And the the woman who had come up to tell me, you know, that everything was going to be OK, she was she was collecting everything that had like that she could find that flew out of my car. So she's over there collecting all of my stuff off the road and people are driving by and asking if, you know, everyone was OK and then I had, um, it was just, it just seemed like there was just so much rush, like there's just so much that was going on. I was just in such shock. Like that's what Sam's, and he's like, you're in shock. And I'm like, oh, you think? <laughs> like, holy Jesus. And um, a truck, a semi-truck driver also came up and pulled to the side and he held me and I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and he like kind of squeezed my body and, and my head and then he, um, he realized I was shivering and he said, hold on, let me go get you a jacket. And like, he gave me his like really nice, like wool jacket and 
covered me up and so I just was constantly I got some water from the guy who I did hit and he was like giving water to people and it's just these several people who came to my rescue it was just so amazing how the humanity in this world doesn't disappear like if you saw I mean if you saw my I just kept looking at my car thinking holy crap fuck 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 how am I alive and then I also like couldn't stop thinking like did I hurt somebody did I hurt somebody and I just couldn't stop crying and then the shock and then crying and looking at my car and I just oh it was it was an intense experience to hit impact like blackouts be spinning around and waking up all at the same time going holy crap like this there was a bubble surrounding me it was like the back end and front end gone and then just me in the middle and I just feel so grateful for everyone who showed up that day and the lady who had come up and grabbed all my stuff and everything Sam her everyone like packed her car up with all of my things in the car that I had headed to my dad's and her and her partner drove me home because they were headed that way. They stayed the whole time while the ambulance came, while they towed my truck away, a car away. They they just, they stayed the whole time. And before we had left, I, I wanted to give the semi-truck driver his jacket back. And I was just in tears and saying you know, I gotta give your jacket back. Here's your jacket back. And he goes, no, 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 I have a lot. I have many of them. And I just, it was so hard for me to receive such a gift of warmth and comfort that someone else showed me, a stranger, no less. So he wouldn't let me give his jacket back. I still have the jacket. I washed it and everything. And, you know, I have his phone number. And, you know, I don't know if he'd ever really, like, come through town to give it back. And, as I was sitting in the car, um, exchanging all my information, um, I was with the guy that I hit, and before we left, we exchanged, like, a really tight hug, and I just, like, held his face and had tears in my eyes going, like, I am so, so, so sorry, and I feel so terrible, and I said, are you gonna be okay? Were you scared? And he, you know, he was very strong and he also had an accent and um, he said, you're going to be okay. You know, I'm going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And he was just so reassuring and we embraced each other in a big hug before I left and the woman and her partner had taken me home. So it was just a very sweet moment, you know hitting somebody and not getting that reaction of oh my god what have you done and this and that and the other and you know things that people can do when they're really upset but I was I I mean I was just a hot mess and after all of that all the information was exchanged I you know got back into the car and I pretty much cried all the way back home and on the car ride home, I found out that they were headed for a reason that direction because her sister was in the hospital and possibly dying. And I just uh, crumbled and just, oh uh, 
my gosh, I made sure that they knew how much I appreciated them taking time out of their day to like take me home, pack their car up, even though they also had a very traumatic thing happening in their life. So holy moly. I am really sorry if this story also, you know, is hard for others to hear, especially if you have also gone through an experience like this. Um, I, you know, did the best that I could in the situation and I really wish that it didn't go that way. It's not really what I wanted, um, but it happened. And yeah, I just having this very traumatic experience, painful experience even, and those of you who have been in car accidents may be able to relate to the effects that this can have on us emotionally, mentally, physically, and also for the people who have experienced it, you know, in that moment, watching this happen from behind me or people who had had to, you know, saw me hit the truck from people, you know, behind him. And, you know, I made sure like that this also just doesn't impact me. It impacts everyone involved. And that's it. That's super hard. That is really, really hard. And I wish I could have just attended to like each person and like just tell them and acknowledge, acknowledge that this, you know, is very scary for other people too. And with my situation, I was just, I'm curious how my experience with being held and comforted and supported changed the way I experienced this car accident. Uh, I wonder if my overwhelming amount of gratitude for every single person who came to my rescue shaped the way I viewed what happened. And I want to say yes. I, it's definitely shaped the way that I have experienced this and how I chose to look at this outcome. And uh, I will tell you that after an accident like that, where my life could have ended in less than a heartbeat, I know that my mom in spirit protected me that day from dying, period. I don't even know how I'm even alive. And it's, you know, my mom sent angels who showed up for me. And I am forever grateful for every single human that did. And my faith is even more so than it was before. And spiritually, I am changed. Yeah, I just, holy moly. I am breathing and I am alive. <sighs> deep breath for that. Since it's been a month or possibly two by the time you guys listen to this, I have been going to P PT, acupuncture and massage for my body to be able to release the tension in my cervical spine that has been causing me headaches. Um, I had a concussion, so I was resting when I could. And for my emotional and mental health, I've been continuing my therapy with EMDR when days seem appropriate to do so. I am on the mend and working and doing the best that I can. I am so, 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 so thankful for all of you who listen. I really, really am. And all of you who message me and write me emails, your love and care is much appreciated. Truly, it really is. And I'm sending you all so many hugs from wherever you are in this 
world and thank goodness that I am still here putting out episodes. Woohoo! Celebrate that. Yeah, let's uh let's get on with this episode and see where it takes us. I am so glad that Adina was able to actually be on today and um, work through a little bit of somatic therapy with me and to show you all what that might look like. So I hope you have some takeaways and let's get in this. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Living connected. Holy shit. Am I so grateful to like be alive and be here and be with you and make another episode for everybody. And I am here with Adina again. Thank you for joining me in another episode of Trauma. You're welcome. This is going to be really, really good because it's so funny because I just like finished this last episode, put it out like a couple weeks ago. (laughs) I was listening to it and I was like, man, I remember thinking in there going, what kind of trauma have I had that's like been this severe? Mm -hmm. And this car accident was super traumatizing for me and I so I can't wait to like get in that because I was thinking like oh my gosh what NVC doesn't necessarily I don't know for me like it wouldn't fix the situation that I was Mm. in this car accident I don't think just pure feelings and needs and having empathy about it isn't going to fix my healing with it Mm. like I just last night even and it's been a, a little over a month that I've still woke up ruminating about it and like, yeah. oh my God, the ice and oh my God, my car got out of control. Oh my God, like this is what happened. And I'm still sort of yeah. still processing it for sure. Yeah, of course. And having just kind of uh, those crazy thoughts about it. Um, and the, the thing is, is that things were triggered by it. It sounds like a lot of fear. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Fear, yes. And... I had to talk to like the adjuster who isn't going to pay the $3,700 towing bill. And I oh. was like crying on the phone. And then I had another gal um, at yoga like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. And mm. it kind of um, also like, you know, deviated septum kind of stuff can happen with the airbag going off. Anyway, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just like it brought up a lot when I have been like working really hard and mm-hmm. not really probably thinking about it too much but mm-hmm. you know yeah it sounds like a lot of anxiety oh for sure lots <laughs> yeah. of anxiety and yeah. feeling just anxiety yeah. fear I don't know if I'm like scared mm-hmm. yeah it's just I would love to have some ease around it too I yeah. also do a lot of ruminating mm-hmm. so when I ruminate it just keeps going in a cycle in a cycle and no like feelings or needs are going to necessarily like I can label it, I guess, mm-hmm. but it's still get. I'm still thinking about it. That's the thing is where I, I the mishap for me in NBC is I could say my feelings and needs, but that doesn't necessarily get rid of the trauma that totally. is deeply embedded in my body and in yep. my cells right now. Yep. With this, so. Yeah. So last time we talked about the piece that's sort of missing from NBC, which is that embodiment. And that's what I'm curious about now for you is maybe that's what's needed is is really embodying some of those feelings or going into them because like oftentimes nvc is about figuring it out right it's very headsy and in trauma especially it's not in your head it's it's in your body your nervous system and your your mind is like trying to make sense of it i'm guessing that's probably why you're ruminating is it's like what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> even though it's a month month ago holy cow what just happened and your brain is you know it's only one of your information centers so we have your brain your feelings and your body and its sensations and symptoms and so your brain is trying to process information from the other two centers and it just can't do it it's not equipped so we've got to go into the other centers yeah and process it there yeah because yeah exactly my therapist was telling me that the car accident every part of it is embedded even in my eyes it was crazy the there's this uh i forget what she called mm -hmm. it oh I wish I could remember, but she, you'd like w wave a wand around and there's parts of your eye that holds trauma. Oh, yeah. So like your body in certain moments hold that trauma. And when the body then reacts, then we get all of those feelings mm -hmm. because it's still being held there. And I have to figure out a way to move it through my body so that I'm not hold my body's not holding on to it. Like mm -hmm. I still have headaches. Yeah. My, this last weekend, I had two rough, like, huge mm. headaches, probably the worst that I've had mm. in a long time from the cervical, like, spine and where I got yeah. hit with the airbag went back. And so, mm. you know, there's just – there's a lot of the tension being held in my neck and shoulders. It sounds painful. Yeah, from this, like, massive mm. – incident yeah. where I blacked out so I actually don't really know what what my body was doing during that time mm. so it could have been I mean as I was like spinning around it could have just yeah. been thrashing around who knows I mean I know I didn't hit my head on mm -hmm. the glass window or anything mm -hmm. but I don't know there's like pieces that are missing yeah well let's go in and find out let's find out what's in your body and in your nervous system and so I'd like to do somatic dialogue with you this is a technique that was taught to me by Dr. Catherine Close. She's a fabulous naturopath and physician here in Portland, Oregon. And she came up with this technique and it's just brilliant. I love it. And how it works is we bring your mind's focus to your body and your sensations. So we'll, we'll bring in a little bit of Anapana meditation or Vipassana, which is where you're scanning your body for sensation. So use a little bit of that. Okay. And then we're going to look for where in your body you have the most sensation. And we're going to just describe it in the terms of feelings. And I'll walk you through all of this in the guided meditation, but I just want to let you like set you up to know what to expect. Okay, cool. So we're, we're going to describe the sensations in terms of things like tight, um, cold, hot, dense, expansive, things like that. As much descriptive physical language as you can. And then we're going to make space for those sensations to get bigger. Okay. So I'm going to create space, mm -hmm. like visually maybe, to visually, allow yeah. that feeling to sort of expand maybe past my body or yes. maybe past the bubble that I imagine. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'll guide you through that. So we let it get bigger and then we find out what emotion it inspires, what feelings come up as you, as you notice these sensations. And then what we do with those feelings is let them get bigger. We create space. We might bring some color into it to just like activate the creative mind. And we imagine it getting bigger 
We imagine welcoming it like a friend, any of those feelings. And then we find out if it needs something from us, because yeah. often it does, right. sometimes it doesn't. So we'll find out what does it need or what does it remind you of? Because sometimes it can be attached to an earlier trauma or an earlier experience. And so depending on how far you want to go, if something comes back with an earlier experience, we can sort of follow that trail okay. and go there and access or contact that part of yourself and make space for it and see what it's feeling and needing. Okay. Now, the making space for these feelings before we try and figure it out, the sensations and the feelings, that's the embodiment piece. That's where we're bringing a sense of nervous system regulation and acceptance to the feeling so we're not trying to run away and fix it because we don't right. want it to be there. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and NVC, a lot of times, that's exactly what we're trying to do is trying to fix the feeling, the uncomfortable feeling. Mm. But in embodiment work, we want to embrace the uncomfortable or painful feeling. We want to give it lots of space and then we'll find out what it needs. Yes. But just really welcoming it first because then it, we can actually receive all of its information. And that's what emotions are here for. They're here to let us know a need we have that's either met or not met. Right. <laughs> so right, without yeah. really feeling the feeling, it's hard to for sure know what we're needing. Yeah. Does that all sound good? Yes, it sounds good. And for the listeners to know that Adina and I have talked for almost probably a year now. And so I definitely have created a relationship mm -hmm. with her and I feel safe and I trust you. Mm. And that is also part of this too. Like we were saying in the last episode is that creating that safe mm. space enough to be able because sometimes when you don't feel safe i don't think i could i mean there are times when you may not be able to get into those deep feelings mm -hmm. if that like for sure i don't want to say a wall or a bound it just kind of is shut down if you're guarded so, yeah guarded that's the word so i feel definitely open and and mm -hmm. willing to see what comes through and open mm. and during this process as we go today awesome yeah great and i love that you bring up the the safety because it's like we need to feel safe enough to go into the feelings and and for some people they might have had so much trauma that you never feel safe like fully safe right. you can feel safe enough to process something or safe enough to be a little bit vulnerable and that's what we're looking for right. we don't need total safety we just need enough safety right yeah yeah and this is where you know, I also want to bring in the culture of consent. Mm. You know, before we go into yes. doing things, really asking, is this something you want? And would you like to proceed? And things like that. Because sometimes your nervous system might be overloaded. And although your brain is like, <laughs> yes, let's push through. I just want to get this over with. Right. <laughs> That's not no, what right. your body wants. No. And it's not helpful. Not at all. So yeah, being in tune with your body is so important for that capacity to be yes. telling what oh. uh, our truth or what's happening and whether or not we can move, go on. Because it won't be helpful in healing if we just bypass that. Nope. So not at all. Yeah. And it'll it could be re-traumatizing. Yeah. If we bypass that. Right. Oh dear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we'll use that. And then the last piece 
is resourcing. Are you familiar with resourcing? Uh, from my familiarity with resourcing is to have something that brings comfort to you, something around, yes. maybe staying cozy and warm, putting a blanket around you, or uh, also resource can be outsourced too. It can mm-hmm. be an empathy buddy, um, journaling. It yep. could be a walk in nature if you're feeling like really overwhelmed by something. So I think resourced comes in all different yeah. different ways, healthy ways to process or cope with something. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that you can bring in either tactily, so yeah. something you can touch, yeah. visually, something you can see, or mentally, something you can imagine. Aha. Uh-huh. I like to do imagine, I think. I do really well with imagining it visually. Cool. Like I think of, remember the last time I think it was you I talked to maybe, where I thought of this swirling, sparkling dust that like created this like safe hmm. space around me that swirled around me and knew that like I was strong and I hmm. just was like, yeah. Because every time I think of like yeah. glitter and sparkles and like dust and yeah. You know, I always just was like, yes, like I'm a star. I mm-hmm. So it kind of gave that visual, I mean, it could be anything really. It can be. But that was just like had come to mind in a session. And I was like, oh, that actually feels really good and mm. comforting to feel like this is the confidence that I needed. Yes. And our imaginations <laughs> are powerful. Yeah. Our nervous systems don't actually know the difference between what we imagine and what we actually see. <laughs> so... So it's really cool because we can use imagination to do a lot of healing work. Oh, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. So what is your resource that you would like to bring in today if you need it? Well, I'll probably think of my... Uh, instead of the swirling this time, because I think as though mm. the car accident has too much swirling, yeah, I will probably visualize my safe space that I created in Sarah Payton's book, which was a treehouse. Mm. It had a dirt forest path, but Ooh. the treehouse was high enough up, but like also covered with lots of on one side, like lots of forest greenery, but then you also got to look out into the beach and got to hear the waves. So I love the ocean waves mm-hmm. and the smell and the warmth. It's also very warm, mm. so like more tropic feel. So I'll probably be climbing mm-hmm. up in my like safe space where I feel warmth and comforted in my treehouse and probably picture that. Awesome. It's like where I can be myself and accept all of me and know that I am doing everything that I can Mm. where I'm seen and heard. I love it. That's probably what I'll be visualizing today (laughs) if I get somewhere overwhelming. Awesome. Great. Okay. So whenever you're ready, either close your eyes or gaze down softly at something and take some deep breaths. And just notice the sensation of your breath coming into your body and going out. Notice the sensation of your ribs rising and falling. Notice your belly and your your diaphragm expanding and relaxing. Notice the sound and the feel of the air coming into your nostrils and going out. And now let's do a a body scan. We're going to just 
Go from the top of your head down to your toes, noticing what's there. So bring your focus to the sensations in your head, in your face. The hair on your scalp and on your ears, draping down your shoulders. The sensations in your head and behind your eyes and in your jaw. And as you feel these sensations, just notice them like clouds in the sky. No need to change them or fix them or even make sense of them yet. Notice the sensations of your neck, and your shoulders, your chest, your upper arms, your elbows, forearms, wrists and hands. Notice the sensation in your upper back and your middle back, your lower back. Notice what you feel in your rib cage and your diaphragm, your upper abdomen. Notice your belly, your lower abdomen and pelvic floor. Notice your butt on the seat and the support of your chair holding you up. The backs of your legs, the tops of your legs, the insides and outsides, your knees, calves, shins, ankles, and feet. And now, keeping your eyes closed, tell me, where did you feel the most sensation in your body? Hmm. Towards the end, I, I, I know not many people may experience this, but it's um, ASMR, where at the very end, as I was getting down to the lower parts of my body, there was like this rush of like mm. tingle from my mm -hmm. back tingle. of my brain. Um, that was towards the end, which mm. for me is very relaxing. I'm like, oh, okay, nice. your voice is just like so soothing. <laughs> so relaxing tingle in your head. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was, I was like, finally, okay, finally I get to the end and feel like, okay. Mm. Um, but I do feel a bit just above, like my little lower than my neck, but shoulder blade kind of is very tight right there. I do feel, mm. especially when I breathe in, Okay, I can kind of feel it like pushing out. Yep. Tightness. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So tightness in your right shoulder, right shoulder below yep. your neck, around the, the shoulder blade, especially as you breathe mm -hmm. in. Okay. So imagine that tightness and imagine giving it space to get bigger. Imagine that it expands it's as though you are at the center of that tightness in your shoulder and it surrounds you. And if that tightness had a color, what would it be? First thing that comes to mind. Oh, I thought of red first for red. some reason. Yeah. Even before, it was interesting before you even asked a color, I was like, oh, it's like, ooh, mm. yeah. Okay, so imagine the tension surrounding you and the red filling the room 
giving it lots of space and welcoming in that tension, that tightness. And as you feel this tightness in your shoulder, what emotion does it inspire? What feelings come up? Well, as I was feeling the sensation actually move, it was so weird. It like moved to my left. Mm -hmm. I mean, the sensation on my right still there, but it like radiated outward to my other left side. I was like, oh, so feeling like, mm -hmm. and it's like irritated maybe that it's like moved up, kind of bummed maybe. Irritated? Yeah. It's like, ah. Oh. Okay. So like disappointed? Yeah. Like, man, I feel it. And it's just so... Grr. <laughs> it sounds also like, um, do you feel exasperated or tired? Oh, yeah. So exhausted. Yeah, like fatigued with the fact that my body is holding all of this. Exhausted. It's exhausting carrying it around. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. Okay. So imagine breathing into those feelings of disappointment, irritation, fatigue, and exhaustion. Breathe them in and welcome them like friends. Give them lots of space to be in your body and in your experience. Imagine letting them get bigger. As though you are at the center and this disappointment, this irritation, fatigue and exhaustion is surrounding you. And as you feel that, what do you notice in your body? What sensations? It's odd. I feel my body like heavy, heavy, but then also like give away as if say you're like walking and your legs just kind of like want to give out. That's kind of what my upper body feels like it's doing. It kind of just wants to slump over, but then yeah. it's still like intricately tight and uh, like it's still there even if I try to like relax. Yeah. So heavy, but yet wanting to be loose yeah so heavy is it tight and fatigued like it wants relief it wants to be loose yeah it wants to be relieved like please let go yeah it wants to be relieved okay so breathe into that heaviness and that needing to be relieved and let go and imagine letting that get bigger that heaviness and fatigue like your shoulders wanting to slump forward that need for relief and what do you notice emotionally anything different or the same hmm. i think tired though i thought okay oh hi disappointment like oh you're in my body okay oh that's irritating mm -hmm. in my body like and then i watched it was really odd like i watched that happen but then it was like everything went black Mm. the color so i don't know what ah. i don't know why that shift happened sure yeah so we don't need to make sense of it oh. we don't need to make sense of any of right. to embody it yeah <laughs> well we all like want to make sense of all these things and i'm like why did that happen <laughs> yeah yeah for now we're just kind of letting the brain observe and we're really going with the body sensation and the emotions mm -hmm. yeah so tired still kind of irritated and what was the other one uh disappointed disappointed yeah mm -hmm. okay and it and the color changed to yeah, black changed yeah so imagine that tiredness that disappointment and irritation 
getting bigger in that blackness surrounding you. Breathe into it. Good. And does this tiredness, this disappointment, this heaviness and fatigue, is it familiar? Hmm. I want to say yes. That I've been dealing with all of this stress in my body for a long time Mm. i just don't i can't pinpoint where it may come from because the acute Mm -hmm. situation is the car accident so everything sort of got more inflamed Mm -hmm. i think yeah like fire Mm reddish yeah yeah so there's a familiar stress in your body and it was inflamed from the car accident yeah totally makes perfect sense Okay, so breathe into that stress, that familiar stress and the new inflammation. And imagine letting it all get bigger. Give it space. Welcome it in. And what is this tiredness, this disappointment and irritation needing from you? Hmm. All the two words that came into mind were rest katie and then also comfort rest Mm -hmm. and comfort yeah yeah in like a soft warm warm way yeah in a soft warm way Mm -hmm. so breathe into that need for rest and soft warm comfort yeah and let's imagine that we give that you give your body that rest and the soft warm comfort it's needing what does that look like? Mm. I um, I think the ambiance means a lot. So like lighting is soft, warm, soft com- lighting. Yeah, comfy blankets and cozy bed. Um, I kind of imagined mm-hmm. being embraced by like all the people I love mm. or people who love me dearly. So like sort of circling me and just holding me with yeah. that warmth too. That visual really was helpful Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm a very physical, Mm. touchy Uh person with end quality time also helps with that. Uh, uh, Love languages. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So imagine you're in your cozy bed with a comfy blanket and you're encircled by your friends, Mm. giving you lots of warmth touch and quality time lots of snuggles oh yeah Mm -hmm. breathe that into your body and tell me what do you notice in your body now Hmm. i really just want to relax just want to relax have ease heavy yeah Mm -hmm. like (sighs) yeah okay so imagine offering your body gratitude for its information, your sensations, and offering your emotions gratitude for their information and for the needs that they alert alert you to, which is that rest and comfort, the warm, soft comfort with the lights, the being encircled by your friends and having quality time with them. And imagine offering your brain gratitude for making sense of it. Yeah. And whenever you're ready, Open your eyes. I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, thank you. I feel lots of gratitude. Like, I see you, body. Mm. Thank you so much. Like, you do so much for me every day. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't even think about it and it does it mm-hmm. for me. And, you know, thank you, brain, for allowing the space and time to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And thanking yourself for your willingness to do it. Mm. Yeah. So whenever you're ready, open your eyes. How was that for you? I feel tired. Tired. But maybe because I'm relaxed. Like my eyes were like, oh, I could probably go to sleep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And it sounds like your body really does need the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you honor your body and you give it the rest, the soft, cozy blankets and the bed and friends, that you will heal faster. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so I'm imagining that as you rest and you heal, or after you heal a lot more, we could use a process like this to to go into like if there's any residual well we go into some of that anxiety that you still feel that we talked about earlier it seems to me like since anxiety didn't come up in this process your body's not really ready to process that it's more like okay we need we just need to rest still yeah but this tool can absolutely be used to go back into Um, like any feelings of anxiety around the car accident or feelings of fear, letting them get bigger, finding out what your needs are, seeing if it's attached to any, any part, any other traumas in your life, et cetera. Mm, uh But yeah, for now it sounds like, you know, so that we don't re-traumatize your body and overactivate it. It's not yet ready. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I think it's, it resonates because even when I go to like therapy, doing the EMDR, there's like several steps. I mean, moving through the process of how it is in my body, like you said, it's really telling me that I still need rest and that I'm not ready to bring up yes. the parts that are still very scary for me in this experience. And yep. my body yep. with the tension in my neck and back and shoulders is still really trying to deeply protect me and do its job. Mm-hmm. And the guard is not yes. down in any way because yeah. I'm still probably holding on to mm-hmm. that grip-like way. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I had enough anxiety last night. I had enough anxiety this, like, today for a doctor's appointment. Yeah. My body is just like, shield up. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to go there. You're just so tired. Yeah, it needs rest. Yes. It absolutely is yeah. exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So this way, like, embodying and acknowledging and really feeling your sensations and your emotions is a way of, it's like, it's self-respect, it's self-love, it's self-empathy. And absolutely what you need is a foundation to then be able to empathize with other people, love other people, respect other people. It all starts with your relationship with your body and your emotions. Yeah. And your thoughts, of course, yes. that too. Yeah. yeah. It really does. It starts with us, right? We've got to work on that part mm-hmm. of us so that we can offer it to other people Mm -hmm. absolutely (laughs) yes (laughs) so even i don't know like i was just thinking like this accident seriously i just i don't know how i still have thoughts of why am i still alive like survivor's guilt of like Mm. holy shit like why did i live Mm -hmm. and how did i walk away from all of this 
those, Mm -hmm. you know, thoughts sometimes still pop up. And I feel so much gratitude in the people who share their experiences Mm -hmm. with me. So I don't feel so alone and be able to accompany them too and go, oh my God, I had that same like feeling when this happened and like that horror and terrified feeling Mm -hmm. and feel just one so much gratitude for them to be alive and that i'm not alone yeah, and you're not alone for me to be alive too and mm. like all of the, yeah. all of the things mm-hmm. cool yeah so there's there's lots and lots of time to to process more of the deep work right or more of the yeah. the deep emotions and honoring your body's readiness and your nervous system's readiness yeah. is so critical to that and you have time. You have lots of time. There's no rush. Right. The thing is that I've started the process. Yeah. Also, because I had talked to somebody who, you know, you get into a massive car accident, you actually don't realize how much trauma that it has caused a person. And mm. they actually don't process it until yeah. maybe 5, 10, 20 years later. And mm-hmm. just realizing, like, how this has actually affected our lives yeah. to this day. And so I am glad that... I am starting the process of healing. And when things do come up, try to use all my resources to Mm. do that. Awesome. My therapist said it's, you know, it's Mm. okay to give yourself time. Yeah. And also when things come up, like ruminating last night and being awake and losing sleep, you know, try to grasp at some sort of resource that you Mm -hmm. do have so that I'm not thinking about it all night long, Mm -hmm. which can be hard. Mm -hmm. May I offer a recommendation? Yes. When your brain is ruminating, my guess is that it's still trying to keep you safe, Yeah. right? It's trying to make sure, for damn sure, that that doesn't happen again. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the problem is it actually can't do that. No, right, it can't. Because it was an accident and it came out of, yeah. you know, the black ice came out of nowhere. Nowhere. So what's, I think the rumination, I'm curious if the rumination is a defense mechanism and one that, that is maybe non-supportive. Oh, it's totally non-supportive. Okay, cool. All it does is create anxiety yep. and no sleep. Okay, cool. So <laughs> here's what I recommend doing with it. Give your mind rest. Say, thank you for sharing. It's trying to keep you safe. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And then go into your physical sensations, just okay. like we did today. Physical sensations and then feel the emotion so for me anxiety shows up in my chest it feels Mm -hmm. it feels tingly it feels a little grabby it feels like there's like a whole kind of sucking or sucking into my chest so whatever sensations you feel from that anxiety or whatever else came up through the rumination fear maybe for me sometimes fear shows up Mm. either side of my uh, head behind my eyes Mm -hmm. So wherever it shows up for you, notice the sensations and the feelings and let them get bigger. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I know when you say that, it's like, Ugh. and it does hell. It, it does because it's like right. a wave. It gets bigger and goes less. When that was happening, when you were working through it with me during the process, I literally thought of... Like, okay, hi, you're there, Mm -hmm. and fill up the room in all of its spacious, like, space I have here. Like, just fill up. Like, I just imagined it going to the sides of the wall, up the ceiling, Mm -hmm. 
and down and kind of just like crawling Mm -hmm. around in not probably a happy way, but (laughs) like... Well, it doesn't need to be happy. It just needs to be recognized and and given space. Because imagine our emotions are like the ocean. You cannot stop the waves of the ocean. No. Right? They're freaking huge. (laughs) (laughs) And if you try, you're just going to create a lot of pain and suffering for yourself. (laughs) So the same goes for our emotions. They're not designed to be stopped. They're designed to come in and go out and come in and go out. They have information for us that they want to bring. Cool. Welcome them allow receive that information and they naturally dissipate yeah yeah i imagine myself going no wave you can't do this stop and then it like crashes into me and i'm like god damn it i'm all wet now thank you (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh crap (laughs) yeah the first time i experienced the difference between my mind ruminating about something and and therefore causing lots of the emotion to sort of stay stuck versus feeling the raw emotion and noticing that it passed was a time when I was super stressed. I was traveling with my partner. We're at the airport all day. We'd been going from Mexico to to Texas and we were late for different things. Like we ran into hiccups along the way and we're getting on one of our last airplanes and I lost my coat. It oh. it it dropped off the bag oh. <laughs> I had put it on that uh, that my partner was carrying, and with all of the stress and <laughs> all of the just the I was already activated. I was so angry and disappointed, and I was just yeah. like, ah! <laughs> and then. Yes. So angry at him because it was on the bag he was carrying, and I was so angry at me for putting it on the bag instead of tying it around my waist or putting it in the bag. And I was just all this anger, anger, anger. And then we sit on the plane, and I put my headphones in because I knew like this wasn't his fault. It wasn't really my fault. It was just anger. Uh I sat with the emotion and noticed that my brain wanted to make sense of it. It Mm -hmm. wanted to justify the anger. So it would be like, oh, well, you shouldn't have put it on top of your bag. You should have not carried so much stuff so it could fit in your bag. (laughs) And like, you're never going to have a coat like blah, blah, blah. Brain does brain things, right? (laughs) And then I was like, hold on. No, no, no. Thank you for sharing. What does the anger feel like in my body? And then I would just feel those sensations. They were in my chest. They were in my cheeks. They were in my head and I felt them, let them get bigger. And then I found underlying that anger was grief. I loved that coat. Yes, of course. (laughs) It was my favorite coat. (laughs) And I don't have many things because we're nomads. So it was like, oh, one of my favorite few items. And my brain comes back online and it's like, oh, well, you have plenty of money. You can get another one, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Thank you for sharing, Brain. I'm going to feel my grief now. <laughs> yeah. And then I just like let the grief show up. And the grief was like heavy in my heart and my throat. And tears came out of my eyes. And I just like allowed and allowed and made space. And then I was able to reach over and touch my partner's hand, you know, reconnect with him. 
And after a while, I was able to, you know, I chose to take the headphones out and actually talk with him yeah. and be like, I'm, I'm so sad I lost my coat. It's not your fault. And it's not, you know, it's not my fault. It's just, it happens. And that's, it, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like our brains want to take over and make sense and try and keep us safe and, and make sure we don't do things again. But often it's overkill. It's just punish, punish, punish. And it stops those emotions from flowing. Yeah. You know, so I, I, of course, I know next time I need to make sure I put the coat in the bag or tie it around my waist. Right. <laughs> so I have the lesson. I've got it. I'm good. I don't need to torture myself anymore. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're ruminating, it's like your brain is trying to do the job that your emotions need to do. So thank you for sharing, brain. I'm just going to feel my emotions. And to feel the sensations in my body and they will pass they will yeah. dissipate mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> oh i was just thinking like a lot of times it's like the visual pictures are like burned into my brain yeah flashes of the things that i saw and the things that i experienced and felt mm-hmm. it's like those pictures don't go away uh, yeah and you know like I'll drive down the road and I'll see a car that's got sort of crushed in, you know, the front or something mm. or some mm-hmm. something's wrong with it. And it flashes, you know, in front of me is my car yeah. and what it looked like. And I'm like, oh, yeah, ugh. I'm curious. What do you feel in those moments? Panic. Panic. Because I did. I panicked totally. when yeah. my car hit the ice and the back end started like fishtailing really. So let's come to your body because your your mind wants to totally take over. Yeah. What does panic feel like in your body? What are the sensations? Uh, I feel very tense. Tense. I think that's what I did. And mm-hmm. it's in the chest for sure. It's like my breath chest. wants to leave. Yeah, your breath leaves. It just... <gasps> Oh, like this deep mm-hmm. oh, dread, I guess, or dread. oh, this is happening, but it's not happening. Yeah, this happened. So dread this happened. Panic. Panic. <sighs> yeah. Jesus, like this still yeah. happened to me. Uh huh. And not to me, and I shouldn't say to me. It's you know, this happened. Okay. <laughs> so let's come back to your body. Is that okay? Oh yeah. Cool. And is it helpful to like work through some of the uh, the panic and dread here? Yeah. Okay, cool. So the dread and the panic, it sounds like you said tension in your your heart or solar plexus. What did you say? Yeah, just everything above like rib cage up. Rib cage up. Feels very uh, tense. Tense, yeah. Yeah. Tense guarded perhaps. Yeah. Okay. So feel that tension and that guardedness oh. and see if you can give it space. Welcome it in. And your brain is going to probably want to come in with images and stories. Thank you for sharing, Green. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Feel the sensations. Let them get bigger. Breathe into them. The panic and the dread. Welcome them like friends. They're simply information buddies. Breathe into the sensations in your chest. Give them lots of space. What do you notice in your body? Uh, my eyebrow is twitching. <laughs> eyebrow is twitching. Yeah. My, my 
my left one, like right in the corner. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm like, no. What else do you know? Um, it went sort of down into my low back, which also has been bothering hmm. me, but I hadn't noticed it until now. Okay. So low back, what does it feel like there? It's achy, pressure. Achy and pressure. Yeah. Okay. So breathe into that and see if you can let that get bigger. Give it space. Good. And now what do you notice in your body? Mm, hips. Hips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then still that one spot in the right part of my... Right shoulder? Yeah. Yeah, hips and right shoulder. So imagine letting those sensations get bigger. Breathe into them. As a massage therapist for 14 years, I work with a lot of injuries. And one, one of the cool things I noticed is that as people are healing from car accidents or other impact injuries, their sensations move, and that's a sign of healing. Oh. Yes. When the sensations don't move, then we know, okay, it's some, you know, it's really not healing very well. When they move, that's such a good sign. Oh, I, oh. I knew, like, the, with the car accident, mm -hmm. I knew, like, mm -hmm. my body was, like, up and down all the time. It was this, it was yep. that, it was this, it was that. Yep. And it kept, yeah, shifting from one place, and then mm -hmm. it shifts with discomfort. Like, my headache was, like, always there. Okay. It never really shifted, but interesting that that's more sign of healing and moving, like, it the is. chi or your energy is flowing mm -hmm. through and trying its best to not stay stuck, right? Yes, exactly, okay. exactly. And I just wanted to give you that because earlier in our previous practice, somatic practice, it sounded like you were disappointed because the sensation moved to the left shoulder. Yeah. And so this is actually a good sign. And that it moved to your low back and your hips, a good sign. Yeah, okay. So follow those sensations. And how did it feel when you like, okay, thank you for sharing brain. <laughs> and instead of thinking about it, you just like dropped into your sensations. How was that? It was different because I didn't picture all the stuff that I was, you know, that I would ruminate or see on the street or to be driving. Mm -hmm. I mean, I dropped into my body. I saw this like little character in how it would look mm -hmm. in all its cringy tightness. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, yeah. oh, if I were to pull those parts out of me, that's what this little... Mm -hmm character would look like yeah. um, and it was red that which is interesting interesting yeah but yeah it just had it just was twisty and tight and tangled and like mm -hmm. just a big mess and I did say I was like okay brain like put my hand up and I was like you're done now <laughs> like thank you though <laughs> yeah yeah you really have to like talk to yourself through that though I feel as mm -hmm. those verbal things inside are really helpful to drop yes. down into like what yeah. your body is feeling otherwise I wouldn't have noticed maybe my mm -hmm. lower back was hurting this whole time but I actually wasn't really right. dropped into my body enough mm -hmm. for it to be felt yeah. or it's shifting like you said and the energy is yeah. moving through yeah one or the other or both yeah even right mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. So what I noticed when you dropped into your body is that your body and your your expressions looked more at ease. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know I probably like scrunched in my face like <laughs> and like relaxed. Like I think I also noticed maybe my shoulders try to drop or, you know, like I'm mm -hmm. trying to like ease my neck and like 
release yeah. the tension there, but kind of just, <sighs> yeah. Okay. So the following your sensations, focusing on your physical sensations and your emotions, that's the tool that will help heal your trauma in your body and nervous system. Your brain tries to do the job, but it's sort of like using a hammer for to, to put a screw in the wall. Right. It doesn't, doesn't work. work. No, it doesn't work. At best, it's going to like put a giant hole in the wall, you know, and it's really difficult. Way to patch that one back <laughs> up. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It may be harder to like heal. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. It'll take longer because it's a giant now hole. So your brain doesn't really do the job. Right? The brain doesn't do the job, right? Because what's happening is your nervous system and your your feelings are activated and need to be felt. Yes. And that's the key is like my nervous system. Right. Thank you for sharing. It's Grace. activated every time I see a car that's like crunched in or like right. has damage. Yep. That my nervous yeah. system literally is activated every time, every time. Yes. So I have to figure out yep. in that moment how to regulate my nervous system, drop into the body so that right. part of my body can heal so that next time I see a car on the street or driving that my nervous system won't get panicked so much or my nerves yeah, won't yeah. get activated so much. Yeah, it's so true. Yep. Oh my God. So based on our practice today, what will you do when you get activated like that? I probably, well, take some deep breaths for one. Okay. And then maybe just ask myself like, okay, where is it in my body mm. right this minute? Awesome. What is this activation doing in my body yeah and where do I feel it I might just have to say it out loud great oh I mean we yeah. may not have a lot of time to really think or like mm -hmm. process it mm -hmm. just maybe taking those few deep breaths to sit there and go oh oh I hear you lower back yeah and maybe giving it some space maybe giving some space allowing it to get bigger or just expand. Mm -hmm. Expand, yep. Fill up the car maybe. Yeah, great. Okay. Same with like the rumination too. Like you were saying, you know, with your story is that like that reassurance that I'm safe mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. it wasn't my fault. It was right. ice. Like it was an accident. And mm -hmm. when you hit ice, your wheels can lock up and literally there's yep. no control until you get grip yep. of your tires and on the road. So yeah. that's the other thing is like, oh, the shoulda, woulda, couldas, right? That's where acknowledging your needs come into uh, place. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I hear you, brain. You have a need for safety. Of course you have a need for safety. Yeah. 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 Safety. Mm -hmm. Reassurance. Reassurance. And um, maybe predictability. Yeah, predictability that it's not my fault. Right, not your fault. Not your fault. Like it wasn't your fault, and mm -hmm. there was you're needs. not bad. Not bad. There was needs <laughs> underneath that. Yeah. Also, like there is fear there for like future, right? Because it's some. It's getting to be spring, summer. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh my god, what's winter gonna bring next year? Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. <laughs> so when I ruminate, yeah. that also goes to that space. So right. drop into my body again because yes. my headsy thinking isn't helpful. It really is not or healing. Exactly. It's that through and the hammer. Uh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And yet it just goes on a loop like you can't control it, it seems like sometimes. But you do control it. You did control it today when you dropped this into your yeah. body. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. So we can't do it. <laughs> Absolutely.
We can do it. <laughs> and the thank you for sharing is helpful because it's not resisting your brain. It's not trying to, you know, it's not fighting your brain, oh. right? It's like, thank you for sharing. Okay. The, yeah. What does this feel like? Thank you for sharing. What emotion is there? Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Brain. Thanks, brain. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Well, because yeah, there's nothing wrong. It, it's, no. it's doing its job. It's trying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It's doing its job. I mean, it's help trying to help me in the best way it knows how. It but is. That's the only way it knows how. So yep. here we are. It's not equipped. <laughs> it's not equipped to do what no. needs to be done. <laughs> but it's trying. Thank you, brain. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Great job really going into it today. Thank you. It's helped. I think each little bits of this will be so supportive. And when Mm. my nervous system is activated, and I just appreciate you walking me through this Mm. and for our listeners of how this might be somatically, because we did mix in a little bit of NBC Mm -hmm. and NBC originally is not uh embodying in that somatic way and that's i think one of the number one key things and it's missing in nvc and why that has to be an intricate uh sorry integral part of this process Mm. or this awareness or this consciousness we call nvc yeah it's so important because our body is what holds even prenatally these you know cells and these things in our bodies like it's held there Mm -hmm. before we could even be born so nbc isn't gonna help a you know a brand newborn baby right the body is is healing yes (laughs) yeah but nbc can help the parent understand and hopefully hold space for the child's feelings and needs. Yes. But the parent also has to embody the feelings. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Because it starts with here. Starts here. Right. Yeah. The whole thing. I'm so excited (laughs) because uh, I think I've told you I'm, I'm in my third trimester of pregnancy. And so I get to, I will soon get to try this stuff out with my first child and like, I'm both excited and intimidated because I'm like, oh gosh, all these things I've been working with, are they going to (laughs) work when I'm totally activated with this baby crying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's kind of fun and scary to think about like, all right, this is where the rubber will meet the road, man. (laughs) Right. I can't wait. I'm sure you'll be on again. And maybe when you have your baby, you get like to talk about a little bit about how yeah, the process is going. For sure. The last time you were on, you were like a little bit of angst about like whether or not yes. you were pregnant. So I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. All of our vibes went to you and you did it. They did it and it worked. <laughs> that's so cool yeah oh my gosh and how are you feeling coming up to that third trimester oh my goodness I feel so lucky and grateful because I haven't had like morning sickness or anything okay I was really tired the first two months but now I haven't needed a nap at all this past like few days oh wonderful I'm kind of bloated and gassy a lot but I mean that's okay. Yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> I need pregnancy clothes already just because I'm that gassy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not so bad. I'm gassy all the time. So like, <laughs> I wouldn't think anything of it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really good. 
<laughs> yeah, we go in to get uh, our first ultrasound and check up and everything on the 22nd. Good. And so we'll get to see if there's like <gasps> one human or two. Whoa. And my partner wants to know the gender. And oh my God. We'll, you Could know, you we'll... imagine? Yes. Two? Oh, I that can. would be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Do you guys have twins in your family or on either side? My mom nearly had twins. Unfortunately, she miscarried one, um, but she initially had twins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so like very well could be you could have twins. Were you the twin? No, no. My younger sister was. No, okay. Yeah. Just had to ask. <laughs> Yay. Oh, it's been such a joy, Adina. Thank you so much for letting me move through that process and giving mm. me some tools to practice at night when I'm thinking about this car accident. And it was like, it, it's just super helpful to be reminded of these things that yeah. we do have available to us, even though it may not be the same to not be guided mm-hmm. in the moment of like 2 a.m. Sure. or 3 a.m. or whenever people wake up, mm-hmm. that we do have them in the back of our pocket and just to try yeah. a little bit. Like if we can try to integrate yep. it a little bit, a little goes a really a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've ruminated all my life mm. and I think this would be a good step in the right direction awesome yep for that fear and anxiety and panic and all the things oh that my gosh up for that totally totally it was for me absolutely yeah like it still helps me pause the rumination and like yes. slowly dissipate that pattern yeah yeah Ugh. you know i really hope that other listeners who listen can maybe try this out or yeah. maybe find this helpful yeah hopefully maybe get to try it out in their own way mm-hmm. in a small way remember we can't eat a giant elephant all at once we have to take tiny bite sizes like there's not gonna be done all in one day sure yeah and i'm also so happy to help your listeners and really anybody who wants support go to the, my website adinabarlow.com I've got a bunch of podcasts and some videos and classes and stuff there that you can plug into or even, you know, have a coaching session with me. And I'm very happy to walk you through this process and support you that way. Oh, thank you for your support. And I will make sure everything is in the description. People can get a hold of you and contact you. Awesome. Look you up, Spotify, all of those wonderful, wonderful things. I always say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Sure. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) If we don't practice and we kind of let it go to the wayside, we're going to forget or lose that muscle that we're trying to build, which is this NBC embodiment, somatic, all of the things trying to, you know, rewire our brains and creating that muscle to be stronger. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing how things go with you and using this tool over the next month or so and and seeing how it helps. Oh, (laughs) Dinah, thank you. Big hug. Thank you, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Toodles. Oh, everyone, be kind to your heart. Be gentle to your heart. And we will catch you on the flip side. Yeah. Toodles, everybody. (laughs) 